0: Welcome to episode 6 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Saturday. Saturday the 25th of May and it's been fucking hot today. Summer's here for definite people. Summer is here. It's been more than three days of hot weather. This is a British summer people. Already. In May, the end of May. Bank holiday weekend as well. Fuck me. Another nice bank holiday. God knows what this bank holiday is for. I have no idea. If you're out there, anybody and can tell me what the hell we have a bank holiday at the end of May for. May Day or something, is it? People prancing round doing a bit of fucking country dancing or whatever they do. Maypole dancing, is it? I don't know what they do. We 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 used to have to do that at school. When I was in lower school, which, uh, which is like the youngest school you have, people call it primary, we had uh, the three-school system. So we had lower school, middle school, and upper school. But I remember we had to do country dancing. Oh, God. Country dancing and uh, around the Maypole and all that sort of shit. I don't know what that's for. Uh, I have no idea. Maybe. It, hey, it was the 80s. I don't know teachers got away with a lot more back then. Dress you in your pants and vest, and then get you to dance around a pole. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen any reports in the papers. I don't know whether it was bad of them or not, but uh yeah, our headmaster or something like that used to make us do it because he was like uh, uh, in with the Morris men, the Morris dancers, that's it, and it? that's what they called Morris dancers with all the old uh, bells on their ankles and stuff like that, at least. Morris dancers then couldn't sneak up on the kids. You are aware because they're covered in bells. <laughs> they're not sneaking up on anybody, are they? They'll only get a certain distance and then the kids would just run. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. But the village I grew up in, they still do all that shit Ugh. every year. I think it must be this time of year. I know it's they have some sort of festival this time of year where they have the Morris dancers going through. And my old headmaster used to dress in a dress and, yeah, it sounds bad. It sounds bad. Um, I'm not sure I've repressed any memories from then, but I can't really remember what used to go on. But, yeah, it sounds bad. He used to dress in a dress and then go through with a funny hat on. And then, I don't know, uh, it was the welcoming of summer or something like that, some sort of pagan tradition. Uh, or maybe he just like dressing in a dress. Hey, it's 2019. We can do that now. You know, maybe he just like dressing in a dress and dancing around with bells on his ankles and wrists. Maybe he did. That could be the thing. Anyway, either way, it's uh, it's been bloody hot here. Um, I got roasted. I went out the other day, got absolutely roasted uh, in the sun. Uh, didn't put any sunscreen on because you don't expect that in the UK. Uh, and uh, it was quite overcast as well, and I thought, "Ah, oh, I'm sitting outside, it'll be all right, I'll be fine, and it's the next day, isn't it? It's the next day the old sun catches up on you, when you get out, get, get out of bed and think to yourself, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll have a shower, and then, fuck, Jesus, back of my arms were raw, just glowing. They were just glowing with sunburn. Um, so I got absolutely roasted um, and uh, then decided it's time, it's the time of year to try and think about getting fit. That's it, people. I know, I know I said I'd join the gym. I haven't done it yet. I'm doing that tomorrow, manana, manana. Um, but I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm joining in the gym and today I went for a run. Holy fucking shit. Yes. I went for a run and ended up almost dying. Oh, Jesus, I didn't realise I was that unfit. I didn't realise I I've got to a stage where uh, I couldn't even run anymore. Um, it's just it's old age, people. I've still got that mindset. Every man's got that mindset about them, where they still think they're like 17, 18 and fit and can just run and run and run and do everything they want. But Jesus Christ, everywhere aches right now. Everywhere. The back of my legs, my thighs. I don't know, like muscles I didn't even know I had. My throat's aching because I was trying to suck in so much oxygen to try and keep my fucking body going round. And I got all sorted. I got all sorted out. I got into shorts, T-shirt, put me running shoes on, dusted them off and thought, come on, Ben, let's relive this youth. And there's a little track bit that goes round near my area. There's like uh, football pitches in the middle. And then there's a nice little, it's almost like a running track round it. And uh, I started on that. It must only be about 400 metres round. And you start off good. That's the worst thing about it. You start off good. And you start thinking to yourself, oh, this ain't too bad. I'm Am right." Yeah. One foot in front of the other. Keep going. Keep your arms swinging. And then suddenly I hit the wall about halfway round. And there was other people running round. So you got that you've got that ego, haven't you? Where well, you've got to keep on going. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I made it round about twice and then I thought that was respectable. I thought. I didn't want somebody just to see me like go round once and then come back like red in the face and then just die in and think I'm a quitter. So I had to go round another time. And it was progressively getting slower and slower as I was getting round there. Uh, but I made it round twice, so um, yeah, 800 meters. I think that is Jesus. 800 meters in about 10 minutes. I was dying, um, but uh, it's a start, isn't it, people? That's it. It's a start. You've got to start somewhere, and yeah, you? you can't just you know you can't just fly into it. I've got to, This is the that's the worst bit when you start getting fit. I think when you when you wanna try and get fit it's the first bit where like every time you do something you're absolutely knackered and it just wipes you out that is the worst thing and then it gets easier and you keep telling yourself it'll get easier there was i was listening to my uh, some music on my phone as well and there was no i kept flicking between songs because there seemed to be no song that could carry me through no song that could give me enough motivation just to Forget about being absolutely knackered. I had that sweat after I'd finished it as well. You know, in films and that, when they have that sweat, they have the sweat patch, the designer sweat patch down the front and down the back of their shirt, and they're usually wearing a mole gray T-shirt that makes, and they're toweling themselves off when they're having a conversation with some hot woman at the gym or or something or somewhere, you know. Uh, I had that sort of like designer sweat patch, but then some weird sort of sweat patch just like on my lower back as well. I don't know. I didn't realise my lower back could sweat, but apparently it does. Now, when you hit your 40s, you develop sweat glands in your lower back, and it was just soaked. My whole shirt was soaked. It It just looked like somebody had sprayed on that designer sort of like. And take... You're in a gym. Now assume the character and take one action. Bang. It was like that. Like somebody had sprayed it on me. It was like typical sort of like designer sweat. Ah, Jesus, man. I was knackered. Uh, So I came home from that and uh, had a shower, obviously, and uh, tried to sort out my burning lungs from there. I looked looked at myself in a mirror when I come back. I looked like I was just hanging just hanging i, I look like that guy who just um, been in the vat of acid in robocop just staggering out into the middle of the into the middle of the uh the bathroom jesus i was just melting man but i've got to get fit man that's it um like i I spoke to my mum earlier and she was saying my brother's uh, been diagnosed with high blood pressure so um you know i've got to beat that that's it. It's coming from all angles in my family, you see. My dad's had heart attacks. My mum's had cancer. She's got high blood pressure. I've got to get fit. You know, see if I can sort myself out. I've already lost my gallbladder. Big up to the gallbladder. It's up there somewhere in heaven. Uh, yeah, I lost that last year. So um, that's what happens, by the way. They don't, you get to a certain age and they stop fixing you, they just whip things out of you and go, all right, it's all right, you can live without that. Gallbladder, what, that's infected and, uh, and messed up? Yes, it is. We'll just whip that out. That's what happened to me last year. They just whip your gallbladder out. Oh, y- you can live without that. That's fine. That's what they do after a certain age. They just start taking things out of you. And that's how you go, oh, shit, he actually needed that. That's something he can't live without. Ah, oh, never mind. We've taken it out now anyway. But that's all they do. They just whip them out and send it on your way. I was in there for a day when I had my gallbladder out. By the way, I was in there for about four hours. I think that was about it. That was the whole operation between being knocked out, and then uh, that was weird as well. If anybody's ever, if you've ever had an operation and they um, they uh, they put you under anaesthetic, that is a weird, weird thing. It's just like somebody closing closing the show on you just drawing the curtains, it it was instant for me. I remember the guy, I was talking to the guy, like the anaesthetist, and he was an Asian dude that I was talking to. Um, not that that's relevant, but it is relevant to the end of this um, this story. Uh, he, he was uh, talking to me, and uh, he was going, oh, yeah, He put that thing in the back of your hand, you know, that cannula thing they put in the back of your hand, which I was dreading, because I hate needles anyway. Not, you know, like... I'm not sure Load many people out there really like needles unless they've got some sort of weird sort of like fucking fetish for them. But um, they put the uh, the uh, cannula in the back of your hand and that's where they put all the drugs and that sort of thing. It's like a drip sort of like thing. And they put that in the back of your hand and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. That was the worst thing about the operation I wasn't wasn't looking forward to, having that cannula put in the back of my hand. But they put that in there. And then he goes, oh, I just feel like you've had a couple of gin and tonics. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's all right. And I said, yeah, I quite like uh, gin and tonics. And uh, I sometimes uh, go at the local supermarket and bang, that was it. I was out. And then the next minute I was coming round. And uh, the first person I saw, there was a nurse working there. And she was a black nurse. Um, And she was the one who was bringing me round. And in my fucked up, weird, sort of like, chemically induced sleep, I thought it was the same person I was speaking to. I know. I defaulted to a 1977 white guy and uh, <laughs> and uh, got mixed up between the Asian dude and the black nurse and just carried on the conversation. I was like, yeah, I sometimes go to the supermarket and uh, get a couple of those cans of gin and tonic. And she just looked at me like I was a freak. And then somehow my my brain just like did all those updates from 1977 back to 2018 as it was then, and I just kicked in and realised, and I thought, oh shit, this is a different person. But and then decided to feel the need to explain. Ah, that's the worst thing, having to feeling the need to explain the fact that I've just got her mixed up with the Asian dude who was doing the anaesthetic. Ah. What a way to come round from a sleep, and that was a—I tell you what—that was the best sleep I've ever had. Ah, oh, I can see why Michael Jackson uh, used to get his doctor to put him to sleep and stuff like that. I imagine he had a few—he had a few bad thoughts in his mind, apparently, according to that documentary. Um, and he needed the uh, sleep, but it's the best sleep I've ever had. That was—I was out like a light and woke up and felt good. When I woke up, not hazy, not weird or anything like that. The nurse, the black nurse said, do you want a cup of tea? Yeah, I'll have a cup of tea. Yeah, thanks. That's lovely. And then just sat there because the football was on at the time, the World Cup was on, and just sat there watching the football for a couple of hours and then got picked up and went home. Lovely. Four hours in and out. A drive-through hospital. That's what will happen in future. That's the way the NHS is going in this country, I think. We're just going to do drive-through operations from now on. That's it, you just pull up at a window, they take out your gallbladder or your, your appendix or something like that and then you just drive around to the next window. They give you your forms, send you on your way, free pair of slippers and all those socks that don't slip on the floor and you're away, you're gone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's why I'm trying to keep a bit healthy people. I don't need to lose anything else at the minute. Um, but I am aching like shit right now, I must admit. I've got a st- still a few bits uh, to tick off on the old bucket list before I go. Uh, well, I say that. I don't really have a bucket list, to be perfectly honest. I think they're a bit weird. Um, Doing a list of things before you die. I think it's like tempting fate, innit? You get to that last one. That's the, that's the thing. You want to leave the on a bucket list. You want to leave the hardest thing till last. There was uh someone on the radio. Uh I was listening to the radio. Shit, Ben, were you? Yes I was. I was stuck in the car again, listening to Radio 4 on um uh Friday morning. Friday morning. I was stuck in the car on the M one because there'd been yet yeah, another accident. And um they were saying about people like uh doing their bucket listing of Mount Everest. And on the news or something, it said like seven people had died this week. 7 people died this week on Mount Everest. Fucking hell, man. You know what I mean? And it, and the reason why most of those people died um this week on Ever- Everest is because it took them so long to get to the summit um that they um uh that they perished because of the um because of the the weather up there. You know, like the weather's really bad, really fucking cold. And But the reason it took them so long to get to the top was because there was a fucking queue. They're everywhere. Queues are fucking everywhere. Even Everest up there, there's a queue to get to the top. What the fuck? You know, you think like something like that, that you know, it's the highest peak in the world, maybe. You'd be able to get a little bit of a loan time when you're there, but no. But yeah, people were queuing for twelve hours to get to the summit, and uh, some of them perished because they were on there so long. Twelve hours. Geez, is it worth it, really? You know, I know people have a lot of, have that on their bucket list. A lot, a lot of people have that on their bucket list, don't they? I want to climb Everest, but they're not doing it for anything, are they? They're not the first. You know, I looked into this. There's people who have been up there 21 times up to Everest. What is the point? You know, I know they're the Sherpas that help people out and stuff like that, but what's the point in doing it in the first place? You know what I mean? I just don't see the point in doing that, particularly if you're going to die. You know, like if there's so many people doing it that you're actually queuing to get to the summit, you've got to think to yourself, Jesus, you know. And those people are just left up there. They don't carry them back. There's a point. like I was talking to somebody about this earlier today, and there's a point. Apparently, uh, there's a there's a guy who's dead in a green jacket, and he's a marker. If you get to the dead guy in the green jacket, you've reached so far, like halfway or something like that. I don't know. What a fucking epitaph that is. I'm the guy. <laughs> who's who's the guy in the green jacket? If you get past the guy in the green jacket, you can say you got past the guy with the green jacket. People using him as a fucking, you know, a footrest or something like that because they just leave him there. There's people been hanging from ropes that are just frozen on the side of Mount Everest, still hanging from a rope where they've fallen. Jesus, it's just going to be... Like 50, 60 years, it's just going to be... There's going to be... You're not going to be walking on the mountain. You're just going to be crawling across people's bodies. Oh, thank God. Uh, thank God that guy died with an erection, so I've got a little bit of a handhold there. <laughs> Use him as... Uh, crawl up on there and just pull myself up on his erect penis. Fucking great. Um, Yeah, Jesus, what a fucking... That's just done for stories, though, isn't it? You know? That's not anything about a sense of achievement, is it? If people, you've had thousands of people scale that. That's just a sense of, you know, like, that's just a story that you want where you can just bore people with it. You know, you're just at a party or something like that and you're trying to outdo somebody who's got a new Ferrari. And you just say, oh, well, I've climbed Mount Everest. Well, it seems like everybody has. I've climbed Mount Everest and I left one of my friends up there. But it was good. It was ideal where he died because I managed to crawl over his backpack and get a firm hold as his freezing body was gripping to the side of the mountain. (laughs) I care now. But there's something about doing that, isn't there? Where people seem compelled to do that. It's like, um, you know, like, even though it's, like, littered with dead bodies up there, you know, people are still compelled. They th- they've think they got that in front of them. They can see that. You can see the dead fucking frozen bodies there. People like fucking Han Solo frozen in carbonite onto the mountain, and they'll still do it. Anything else, people wouldn't do that. Like, if it was your bucket list to go swimming with sharks, and they put you into a cage, and it was full of limbs and everything you know, half-eaten limbs or somebody's torso just floating around in the cage with you, you'd be like, ah, fuck that. No, I don't think I'm going to tick this one off my bucket list, to be perfectly honest. It seems a little bit dangerous, but there's something about conquering things where people would do it, even though it's been conquered thousands of times before, isn't it? Like if you were going skydiving and you got up there and you're just, you know, you're in the plane and they're just about to push you out and you say, oh, so where do I land? Where am I aiming for? Oh, you're aiming for that pile of dead people down there. Just see if you can just skim the top of that and you should be more or less on target. You'd be like, fuck that. I don't want uh, this to be on my bucket list, to be perfectly honest. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, It's just one of those things, though, in it, like Everest and 35 grand that costs, apparently. I looked into this, 35 grand that cost. $35,000, like to do that, to climb up to Everest. And um, that's plus, like, uh, on top of that, is like hiring Sherpas and things like that. It's fucking rich people, in it. You know. It's rich people doing it and fucking just doing it for a because they're so fucking bored with what they've got and they want to have that story, don't they? That they've climbed Everest. You know what I mean? When uh, you know, like, more. So many people have done that. It's unbelievable how many people have actually climbed that. When you look at this, at the stats, when you look at the stats of it like the amount of people who have climbed that, is it really worth it? 35 grand plus, you know, hiring Sherpas and things like that, probably you're looking at about $50,000. It's in dollars that they do, which is probably about 40 grand. I don't know the exchange exchange, exchange rate now. Um, but, yeah, you're looking at like about $50,000, $50, £40,000 to do that, to end up as a fucking icicle. <laughs> you might as well just be cryogenically frozen at the end of your life. Enjoy the rest of your life and think, ah, I'll just be cryogenically frozen at the end of it and have the same experience as uh, about one in 10 people climbing Everest. Jesus. Um, but there was, a, there was other, st- you know, like talking about stats and stuff like that, the, the um, I was looking, they were saying about uh, like the deep sea thing Um like how somebody's... Apparently, somebody's gone down the uh, to the deepest, deepest part of the ocean or whatever. And while they were down there, they found a plastic bag. <laughs> That's what'll happen, happen eventually in Everest. You'll get to the top and there'll be a fucking McDonald's up there. just Or a Starbucks, just serving you a coffee. And then you'll just abseil the way down. There'll be a stair lift eventually. That's what'll happen. Everything gets like fucking homogenized, doesn't it? And everything is starbucking, man. That's it. You'll get that. That's what will eventually happen. There'll be a little stair lift that takes you all the way up to the top of Everest. You'll stop halfway, have a cup of tea at the geezer the dead geezer in the green jacket. And, uh, you'll know you're halfway there or whatever it is. And then you'll get to the top. You'll have a coffee at Starbucks and then, uh, you'll have a slide all the way down. That'll be the thing eventually. Over the broken bodies that are there. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, to be perfectly honest. Fucking hell. Anyway, what are the news we got? Um, politics news. Theresa May's gone. Who gives a shit? Really? Nobody. Uh, well, she's not gone yet. She's going on the 7th of June as she announced yesterday. A little bit teary at the end. <laughs> she was a little bit teary at the end. Um, which, um, you know, it's one of those things. She ended up, uh, um, that speech, crying like a single bridesmaid at the end of a wedding. <laughs> ah, They said people would like me. No, sweetheart, you've got fat ankles. Um, yeah, so she's going 7th of June. I don't really give a fuck about politics anyway. I said before I don't vote. Um, to serve the country I love that was a final statement i think that she said jesus there was whales in the ocean when she hit that fucking cry and hit that high pitch and the voice went whales in the ocean just perked up poked their ear out the ocean and went what the fuck was that was that billy ah oh, jesus um yeah that was fucking high pitch but um yeah she's going anyway uh much to the uh, much to the glee of most of the people I know on Facebook, um, most of the liberal fucking comedians. Um, she did this. She did that. She did. She um, you know, yeah. She uh, yeah. She met. She just fucked up, didn't she? That was it, really. She just didn't. She just didn't have it in her, did she? You know what I mean? Um, she looked. She looked. Um, she looked broken, man. At the end at the end of that speech yesterday she looked broke. Saddam Hussein looked less broken with a rope around his neck than she did yesterday <laughs> and just scurried back in scurried back into Downing Street, but she's going anyway um so uh that's probably a better thing. I don't know what people expect from politicians to be honest, you know what I mean, like I said, I don't vote, but you know I don't know you know. That's democracy for you, though, isn't it? You know, you've got to break a few eggs. You've got to be the arsehole at times if you're a politician. You've got to, just to get things done. Because if you don't, if you don't be the arsehole and say, you know, make horrible decisions that are going to affect people's lives and you try and please everybody, if you try and please everybody, that's Twitter. And look, look at the fucking debacle that is. It's just people fucking arguing all the time. You're never going to please anybody. You know, you're never going to please everybody all the time. you just got to do your thing. I think she just fucked up a little bit. I felt a little bit sorry for her. What about the people she's put in food banks? Obviously, I feel sorry for those people as well. But, um, yeah, I felt a little bit sorry for her. Just at the whale at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I felt a little bit... ah. Oh. Oh, never mind. You need you didn't have to do that, sweet up. You know. There'll be somebody out there. There's gonna be another date out there for you. Don't worry about this wedding. Move on to the next one. <laughs> uh but yeah. I don't know. Is there something in that both female prime ministers um have ended up crying? Like at the end? I don't know. Maybe they're a bit more emotional than the guys. Maybe. But uh she was, uh, she was a bit robotic, weren't she? Not just a dancing. She was just, I don't know. She just, ugh. she was. She seemed like one, one bad word, like one bad date, like away from a breakdown. You know what I mean? Just one bad, like little thing, at the end there. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for her and her husband, man. <laughs> ah, that's a tough, that's a tough dinner last night, wasn't it? Sitting opposite the table to that, Jesus. Um, but I don't know, I don't know, Um, I don't know who we're going to get in next, but it's going to be some fucking cunt, uh, by the looks of it, isn't it, but um, but hey, that's politics, hey man, that's politics, that's why I don't fucking vote, so I don't have to, you know, so I haven't got that, like, get invested in that shit, I'm not going to change shit anyway, am I, you are Ben, your vote counts, no it doesn't, nothing really changes anyway, does it, Right, like the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and everybody else gets fucked over in between. That's it. <laughs> That's my stance on politics. Um, anyway, swiftly moving on from that. I've, uh, it's been good today. I've, I've been getting a few jobs done around the house. Oh, I know. I've taken a bit of a break. Uh, taking a bit of a break, getting some new material written, ready to run out next week. So I've had about a week off. Um so uh, I've been poncing around the old house today, doing a bit of decorating, listening to some tunes, old school tunes as well. Um, I forgot how good uh, some of the o- Oasis albums are. I know, I listen to it a lot. I, li- I listen to uh, Definitely Maybe and What's the Story Morning Glory. I've got them in the car. I listen to them. But I forgot how good good Be Here Now is, that album how good that is. I know it got slated when it came out. People who can remember when that album first came out, it got slated, but there's some good songs on there, man. Don't go away. Stand by me. Fucking hell. Banging out the old tunes. I was today whilst doing a bit of <laughs> decorating that is people decorating. So, um, yeah, I was doing a uh, bit of decorating today. Um, uh, banging out the old tunes, old school. Uh Reliving my youth. That's probably where the, you know where the going for a run came from. I thought this is it, Ben. Turn back the time. Try and be young again. Kill yourself with running, as I almost did. But um, yeah, fucking hell, man. Some of those tunes just reminded me of going to Nebworth. I went to Nebworth 1996. People, I was there on the Sunday, um, which was uh, which was good. But I got the tickets. Like I tell you this, I got the tickets. Um. Literally midnight, I think, on the Saturday. I think, like, my brother had two tickets, him and his girlfriend. Now, wife. Um, at the time, uh, she was his girlfriend. Now, his wife. Um, uh, they'd had an argument or something, or I don't know. You know what it's like. I was only about what nineteen ninety six. I was nineteen. Um, yeah, nineteen years old. So my brother must have been about like twenty three. Twenty-four, something like that. I don't know. I think he's about three and a half years older than me, something like that. And he had an argument with his girlfriend, and it was nineteen ninety-six. There was so uh, there was no mobile phones or anything, and he just came in my room at midnight and said, oh, "I can't be bothered to go to Oasis with her tomorrow. I'll <laughs> just uh, if you want the tickets, you can go." So I snapped his hand off uh, because I couldn't get older tickets because they'd all sold out at that point. And uh, I remember landlining landline calling one of my friends, Meng, my Chinese friend, or as he was then. I I imagine he's still Chinese. Um, But um, he was a friend then. I haven't seen him for years, to be honest. And uh, rang him up and um, said, I've got two tickets to Nebworth in the morning. Uh, Do you want to come? And I think his parents answered the phone and they were not happy. (laughs) Uh, And then he came on the phone and... um, he was more happy than they were, and we went the next day, which was fucking amazing day that The weather that day was fucking glorious, and then it shut it down right at the end uh with rain. but it was a hell of a day that was i've still got the tickets and stuff I think I know Ben, you keep hold of stuff like that we've all got memories we've all got memories, but um yeah, that was a fucking good day um going there uh one of the uh it's meant to be one of the uh one of the gigs. But like the lineup that day, I was—I had to look back at the lineup, and it had Cooler Shaker, I think, Manic Street Preachers, Charlatans, um, Cooler Shaker. They were a fucking one-hit wonder, weren't they? And then Dreadzone, I think, uh, who opened it. Um, but it was—it uh, was a fucking cracking hot day that day as well, man. With the old Fred Perry t-shirt on, 90, bit of nineties Fred Perry. Fucking hell, we hit thirty two minutes already. Shit, I've been talking bollocks all, all this episode. Um Well, that's pretty much uh that's pretty much my time. Uh that is uh episode six done and dusted. What a way to uh what a way to end that. I've sort of like talked talked about uh fucking Mount Everest and uh Oasis albums and not wanting to die from high blood pressure. Fucking hell, Ben. I know. And so, uh, yeah, that was uh, that's episode six done. Uh, If you keep listening, uh, keep liking the uh, podcast uh, and uh, uh, things will be a bit more structured next time, I imagine. Um, If you want to give us a like, like the Facebook page, it is at uh, the Ben Briggs podcast um you can give us a review on itunes five stars please anything less than that go fuck yourself um if you like this sort of thing couple of my mates do podcasts as well check out um the bluff podcast that's freddie farrell's uh bluff podcast um that's on itunes and podbean and whatnot it's very good he's one of my mates freddie and um Uh, Yeah, I'll be back on Tuesday um, with another episode. So have a good weekend. Enjoy the bank holiday weekend. An extra day off. Fucking Monday off, people, for you workers of the week. And uh, I'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Uh, Thanks a lot. Take care, guys. Cheers.